I'm Damian Bulwa, Metro Editor of the San Francisco Chronicle. Today on Fifth and Mission, the high price of building housing in San Francisco. One new apartment or condo unit now costs more than $700,000 to build, triple the number just 10 years ago. To talk about that, reporter Roland Lee, our real estate expert, is here. Uh, We're going to discuss some of the factors that go into that high figure from a labor shortage to restrictive zoning in the city. Roland, let's get started. You start out with a man named Adrian Caratosa in your story, which is uh, causing a lot of talk in the city. Who is Adrian? Uh, So Adrian is uh, a resident who was lucky enough to win the lottery, literally, uh, for an affordable apartment. So he just pays about $1,000 for his own one bedroom. Uh, It's like a few blocks from Salesforce Tower, brand new. Uh, very nice. Uh, before that, he was living uh, in the Tenderloin where he didn't feel safe. And before that, he was living um, in a warehouse in South of Market with 27 roommates. So his situation has gotten a lot better. Wow. And obviously, he qualifies for affordable housing. But there's a lot of people that are that are entering, entering into the lottery, a lot of people that are looking for units um, at that rate, though, very difficult. Yeah. So I think for each apartment um, in his home, uh, it's about 70 people applied. So your chances of, I think, getting venture capital funding is probably higher than getting to that. <laughs> Depending on your idea. All right. So so uh, it's, an, it's such an interesting piece, Roland, because you try to nail down the different ways in which housing is so expensive to build in San Francisco. We focus most on, on price every day uh, in terms of the, the market price, but the cost to build is so astronomical. Um, one developer said that development is approaching impossible. What does that mean? So it basically means um, the costs are so high to build a project that the banks will refuse to loan to you or your investors will say, no, um, we can't make it work. So we're just not going to put our money here. We're going to go somewhere else. The costs are going to be so high that on the back end, you're not going to be able to make any money. Yeah. And so I think the one developer said that the developer wants to tar- target like 5% returns um, so five percent yearly returns. Yeah. After they... So if you include you know taxes, expenses after that, um, you get five percent, and that means that rents have to be over five thousand dollars. Which I mean, some if you're doing a super luxury building, it can be for a two bedroom, but um, for your more kind of you know mid rise, um, not as big project, it can be very hard. And that and then the, after that, the the developers might run away. They might say that's that's not good enough. We're gonna invest in something else. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them are going to Oakland, which I think has lower fees. And, you know, you're seeing quite a boom over there. But um, permits here have dropped, I think, by over half in the last year. So it's definitely a slowdown in San Francisco. So before we get to um, get to the different factors that go into why housing is so expensive to build, how does it how does San Francisco compare to places around the country, some of the hot markets and also just kind of the average place? Yeah, so uh for kind of this, historically, New York was always higher, um, just because it's you know an even more you know, congested and um, a luxury market. But in the past year, uh, San Francisco actually rose above New York to be the highest in not just the country but the world. And this is for um, both housing and commercial projects. So it's higher than London, it's higher than Zurich, it's higher than Hong Kong, and um, yeah, we kind of have this uh, you know, not so great distinction as being the most expensive place now, uh, and. It's a lot, a lot higher than just your normal kind of home in the U.S. 
Um, so for a new home in the U.S., it's about two hundred and thirty thousand dollars to to buy the land and build, and that's about a third of what it is for. So for apartment. everything, yeah, and you know the average U.S. home is a lot bigger than the average apartment in San Francisco. And so thirty thousand San Francisco homes have been approved by the city, meaning they've gone through the process, design approval, but haven't started construction, right? Yeah. So, so I mean, it really, it really kind of opens up this whole new front in why we're not seeing the housing that that the Bay Area needs. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of those projects do require more work, like um, infrastructure, like sewers, um, roads, and they have a lot of additional permits they still need to get. But, um, you know, beyond those big projects, kind of your, your typical you know, wood frame, you know, 100 apartment project is also getting really hard. So it's a combination, I think, of both big projects and small projects get installed. All right, Roland, let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's go through some of the costs here, which are, are unbelievable for different aspects of these projects. I'm Damian Bulwa, Metro Editor of The Chronicle, here with reporter Roland Lee. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fifth and Mission. I'm Damian Bulwa, talking to reporter Roland Lee about the astronomical price of building housing in San Francisco. So... Roland, let's start going through some of these, uh, some of the different costs that you mentioned. First of all, land. Um, why is land uh, so expensive? And, and, and you write about some of the factors that, that, that make it so difficult to acquire. Yeah. So, I mean, land prices can vary a lot, but um, for the most part, there's just very few sites in the city uh, that are allowed, where taller buildings are allowed, um, that are big enough where you can build, you know, a, you know hundred or more apartments. So those tend to be pretty valuable. Um, you know, a lot of downtown is built out, um, especially north of Market Street. You know, uh, we're seeing a lot more development in south of Market because there are more empty lots or small warehouses that could be replaced. Um, but if you go, you know, west of Van Ness Avenue, almost everything is um, zoned for about four stories or less. And a lot of it is just you can only build a single family home. So the land that you can actually build you know, major projects on is pretty scarce. I think it's only about a quarter of all the land in you know, the city. So that makes it a lot more valuable. And just the cost of you know selling a home and the rents are so high, that makes the land more valuable too because you can get those higher costs. So it's kind of a vicious cycle where land stays expensive because rents stay high. And therefore, to, to make products work, you have to charge higher rents or higher prices. And of course, rezoning opens up a whole... New set of political issues, um, neighbors, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, the Central Soma project took about uh, eight years to pass, and then there were four lawsuits against it, which were actually settled, um, I think, a few weeks ago. But, you know, that took almost a decade to do. Um, and, you know, none, none of those projects have started construction yet. They needed to get more approvals and permits. Okay, then we get to labor, a huge issue in San Francisco. Um why is it so difficult to get the the labor that these developers need? Yeah, so there's still a, a lot of this kind of uh, almost a hangover from the 2008 recession because you had so many experienced construction workers leave the industry uh, because of the mortgage crisis. Construction basically froze for close to five years. So a lot of those people you know, either retired or switched careers. And so there's a huge gap between you know people who are experienced uh, looking for work right now and the the need for them. Um, then the hot economy, just the low unemployment rate also makes it harder to to hire people away. Uh, so as a result, you're seeing a lot of, you know, inexperienced people come in, even people from out of state who aren't as familiar with the building codes here. 
And that requires a lot of training and education. Um, and as a result, I think people, you know, some of the developers I talked to said you need about 20 to 25% more people now to do the same amount of work and productivity that you could do 10 years ago. Because um, they're not as productive, because they're not as skilled, experienced. Yeah, it's just like less efficient. Um, and also just construction is, in general has not really innovated that much compared to you know other manufacturing. So I think productivity has only been up about 1% a year the last couple of decades. So it's really not you know, becoming that much more efficient, whereas you know, obviously the job growth has just exploded and the, the need for more homes has just shot up. Yeah, I'm always amazed that they can find people at all, given all of the big commercial projects we're seeing going in in San Francisco and Oakland and other places, and also with all of the rebuilding going on in fire zones, um, I'm surprised that they can find labor at all. Yeah, because I mean, the, the pool of, of labor is not just doing housing projects, but these huge commercial projects. You know, there is the Transbase Transit Center, there is Apple Park in Silicon Valley, um, SFO, Moscone Center. So, I mean, this is probably the biggest, um, you know, development boom in 100 years right now and um, you know, there's yeah we have a giant project going on <laughs> on both yeah, sides of us right hear now it. yeah every day towers so um you patrick kennedy who's one of the developers you spoke to uh in this piece said that a skilled worker can cost a thousand dollars a day and that um and that just parking for those workers can take up a big part of his budget right yeah so um, and, you know, that, that doesn't just pay, but that's healthcare benefits, you know, kind of overtime, other benefits. So it kind of all adds up. And, um, you know, almost every single big project in the city is a union project. So they have their own kind of negotiated pay raises every year. And, yeah, I think parking was, um, you know, six figures over 18 months for all of the workers to come in. And, you know, a lot of them are driving from, you know, an hour, an hour two hours away because they can't find housing that's cheap enough for them. Um, you know, in San Francisco. So that also exacerbates the problem. And then the the last big cost that you, you went into um, was soft costs. What are those? Yeah, so that's basically everything that isn't actually swinging a hammer or, you know, building the actual structure. Uh, so part of that is all the approvals that you need uh, for a big project that can take two years, three years, and you need to hire a lawyer who can charge a lot, um, an architect. You know, other consultants, even a lobbyist, um, it's a hard approval. And so that all adds up. And then uh, the fees themselves, um, you know, if you're doing a market rate project, you have to pay um, or include about 20% of your units as affordable, which is the highest rate in the country. And, you know, that was voter approved. Um, but we're not really seeing any projects actually meeting that, um, you know, goal yet. So I think. So instead, instead they pay into the. Yeah, they pay the fee or. Like a lot of cases now, they just aren't going forward at all because the fees are so high. Um, you know, the planning department said they can be about hundred thousand plus for a single unit. So multiply that by you know hundred, and that's a huge cost. Sure, it all it all adds up. Okay, so so finally, Roland, I mean, are there any ideas out there about how to slash these costs? Um, what are some ways that either people have accomplished it, or are there some ideas on the table? Yeah, so there's not a ton the city or even the state can do to boost um, the labor pool. I mean, that's going to take a long time. Um, one thing that could be done is more of these kind of area plans. So basically, if you pass the plan, the project meets the plan guidelines, it gets approved pretty quickly. Um, but, you know, those plans take a long time, often two years or more. Um, so that'd be for like a neighborhood like Mission Bay or? Yeah, Central something. South of Market was the mm -hmm. latest one. Um I think that'll be about 8,000 new homes, but not I mean, over like 20 or 30 years. 
another kind of promising practice is modular construction, which means that instead of building everything on site, you kind of build these little modules that are you know individual rooms or multiple rooms, and you sort of stack them together on site after shipping them in. So that people say you know that could reduce your cost by twenty percent, maybe um, even uh, speed up the the product by you know a third. But also but, reduce the market price. Yeah, I mean, it could translate right. to more kind of this quote-unquote middle-income housing. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of resistance in San Francisco because uh, this, these jobs would be elsewhere, even in China, possibly. Um, so the unions have been really critical against it. But you're seeing more modular uh, products in Oakland and the East Bay. So, you know, you, I think it's a growing trend. And reducing parking, too. I, that's something that, that gets a lot of people's hair standing on edge. Yeah, and the, the city has um, kind of done away with these parking minimums, so products don't have to have parking, but um, especially if it's a condo project, I think developers has, have said, you know, you kind of need to have parking to sell the unit because your condo buyer will want to have a car. Uh, but we've seen some rental projects have zero parking um, downtown, so I think that is also a growing trend. Overall, what's the outlook? Are we doomed? Um, it looks really challenging. I mean, it doesn't seem like, you know, costs are slowing down at all. Uh, and on the flip side, you know, home prices have kind of softened and rents have kind of stayed flat, which is good for for tenants, but that is um, making it less attractive to build. So, yeah, I don't I don't think anyone's really super optimistic right now. Well, thanks, Roland. I know a lot of people have been frustrated by housing construction. So thanks for breaking it down. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks to my guest today, reporter Roland Lee, to Karen Creighton and King Kaufman for producing this episode. And thank you for listening. Fifth and Mission is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.